Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to another Welcome to the J podcast. I am your host, Dehans Maniga, a.k.a. Canadian Red Bull. I hope you guys are all doing well, and I hope that you're ready to get your summer started. I certainly am. Uh, today, we have our 19th guest on the podcast, someone that I've been anticipating having on here for quite some time now. He's originally from Slovenia. He attended Impact Academy in Sarasota, Florida. He averaged 11.9 points and 8.1 rebounds as a sophomore, 13.5 points and 6.9 rebounds as a junior the following year, and decided to opt out of his senior season and went pro. He finalized his uh, Blue Jay career with 800 points, 483 rebounds, 55 blocks, and 56 steals. He has since played in the NBA Summer League in Spain and Poland and Slovenia. He is the pride of Slovenia and a future teammate of mine for the Omaha Blue Crew <laughs> in the TB3. Martin Kruppel is in the oh. <laughs> Welcome to the J, bro. That's one a hell of a introduction <laughs> right there, man. Good job. Hey, you, Thank you. you Thank know, you. I'm glad you know to be I have here. to give flowers to everybody when they show up, man. You know how much we yeah, love yeah. today. I, I got to give you flowers while you're here. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just been working out, you know. Oh, I know. We actually had a couple of workouts together so far <laughs> since we've been back in Omaha. But it's been good to see you. It's good to finally have you in the day with me, man. I've been waiting for this all year. So let's let's get into it. You ready? Yes, let's do it. Obviously, growing up in, Lit or I almost said Lithuania, I still got Lithuania on the brain being that I just played there this past year. But growing up in Slovenia, uh, I know that Europe, soccer is the number one sport. So when did you realize that basketball was going to be the, the thing for you, the thing that you're going to be really good at? Um, probably like around when I was like 10 years old, I had my two cousins, um, um, you know, doing stuff, <clears throat> playing soccer, playing basketball. We were mm -hmm. doing all kinds of sports. and then we realized we we're kind of tall for soccer already. So yeah. we all switched, all three of us switched to basketball and I mm -hmm. kind of stick with it all the way. Do you still play soccer from time to time? How did growing up playing soccer kind of help you with basketball? I do play soccer. It, it's, it helps your, um, your endurance. It helps your uh, agility. So, and plus if you're having fun, that's, that's just a plus for you. I mean, yeah, for sure. How much did you know about college basketball before, obviously, you went to Sarasota for your last year of high school? Uh, how much did you know about college basketball? How in tune were you? And, and did you understand really what you were getting yourself into? Uh, I did not know much about college. I knew Duke mm -hmm. and I knew Kentucky. That was pretty much it. <laughs> so I realized that's a lot more than that. It's only... 370 teams in division one mm -hmm. and then i started to realize this is a big deal and then you know watching it closely the march madness was you know one of the things i really wanted to make one day and to play there mm -hmm. um so it was just not much that i knew about ncaa at all uh, what about high school how did you get the opportunity to go down to impact academy uh I, my friend recommended me to, you know, do the ACT test first um, because I didn't want to spend another year in Slovenia and, you know, might be playing pro and then you can't go to to uh, college. Um, so I decided to go to a prep school in Sarasota. Um, they offered me like a little scholarship deal. Um, they said they're going to invite some Division One coaches. And uh, Creighton came in and, you know, offered me the deal. 
So mm -hmm. I was very happy to, to, you know, visit Omaha for the first time, uh, saw the exhibition game and, uh, I just loved it right, right from the start. What other schools were kind of recruiting you? Did you know that you were going to go to Creighton right away or were you kind of like, you know, jumbling between a couple of different schools? It, that Everything like pretty much happened in the first week I was in the USA. <laughs> I was still jet lagged and everything. You know how that yeah. goes. Yeah. So I'm getting all this mail from all kinds of schools. Mm -hmm. And like Creighton was just the first to offer me official visit and then offer me a full scholarship. Um, so... Once the other teams saw that I'm pretty much interested just in Creighton, they kind of mm -hmm. like not stop recruiting, but I will still get in the mail after like, even after I was at Creighton already, which is kind of crazy, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some, I, I was in talks with uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, the, those kind of schools. So yeah. Um, yeah, it really boosted my confidence at the time, so. But. Was it crazy for you? I We just had a podcast with Gregory and he left to go to prep school when he was like 14, 15 years old. You obviously went a little bit, when you were a little bit older, a little bit more mature, but was it crazy for you to realize you're like 16, 17 years old, you're leaving Europe, going to the States, and th this whole new world is opened up to you at, at such a, a young age. Was it difficult for you to kind of get adjusted to or were you able to pick up on it right away? Uh, Well... I did not speak English very well when I came. I still have some problems time to times, but I did not know where I'm going. Uh, uh. I had no clue what's 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 there for me. Um, yeah, I had no clue what I want, where I'm even going to end up. Um, so me and my dad bought the round trip ticket for a week, and if we mm -hmm. like it, <laughs> I'm staying. He's going stay. back, and <laughs> if if I don't like it, I'm coming right back with him. So. Yeah, that was that was the main thing at the first week, and uh, I really loved it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> could you could you imagine where your life would be, man? Right now, if you just put that round trip ticket so high key, <laughs> <laughs> we were both scared from you know from the plane and all that, and jet mm -hmm. lag didn't know like they put us in some hotel room. So we go and buy a chicken for, you know, the first meal we got into the USA. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, usually you, you buy chopped up chicken, right? And yeah. that thing was, was a whole chicken. So we had to tear it apart because we didn't have any. Yeah. Forks you went to knives. Walmart, didn't you? You got that real yes. crispy chicken? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was our first experience together. <laughs> Father and son, Walmart trip, rotisserie chicken. Got it. Yep, Easy yep. money. Uh, your first couple of years uh, playing at CU, you were part of a team that uh, it's, it was one of my favorite teams to watch. I talked about this numerous times on the podcast already with JP, with WAP, uh, with Marcus Foster, with Kyrie, you know, and you were part of that rotation yeah. too. How crazy, how much fun was it to be a part of that team? Because I could tell you how much like fun it was just watching from the outside looking in, but I can only imagine how competitive those practices were. So talk to me about those first couple of years and competing for, for spots, you know, playing on such a good team and, you know, kind of learning how college basketball really is. Yeah. I mean, first, first year it was, it was really hard for me. Obviously I didn't, you know, really speak mm -hmm. good, good English here. So um, it was just hard to communicate. Plus it's, 
everything in school is in English and I, I had to learn like literally from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so having this problem with that, I, you know, played basketball and that's basically what I wanted to mainly do there. But I realized that if I can't do school, then <laughs> I'm not going to be playing ball either. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as practices, it was it, at the beginning, it was tough, you know, just to get used to the, the rhythm, the, the pace and everything mm-hmm. um, and the discipline you need to learn first year. I mean, as soon as you pick up, the, soon, the sooner you realize it's not just about you, it's about the whole team, about the coaches and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a real battle between, you know, pretty much everyone on the court for the minutes for you know, exposure that we all wanted. And obviously 10, 10 to 12 players, we were all really, really good friends uh, outside the court. But on the court, we were just going after each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be yelling, screaming, fighting, everything on the court. But as soon as we stepped into the locker room, we'd all be like laughing about it and stuff. So, All right. So how competitive were those practices? What what did you learn from battling with those big guys inside from the summer workouts, you know, from every day in practice that taught you just the competitive nature, how college basketball really was? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much realized that at 19 years old, I was way too skinny to battle with Zach Hansen and Justin Patton down low. I mean, Justin <laughs> yeah. was just so such a long wingspan, you know, long legs. And Zach was just the beast, the big boy. And, you know, I was just trying to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I got yelled at a lot of times, but, you know, I worked through it, got stronger and did my best. So After those guys left, you finally had the breakout season that, you know, when I first saw you uh, working out, I had envisioned this. Um, So you finally got the chance to get on the floor for regular minutes. And, you know, you let that be known. I, I said the numbers at the top of the show. How good did it feel for you to finally just get not only just the regular reps, but to see all that hard work from basically two years of learning the system, learning the game, learning how to play, uh, and then finally it's you that's out there on the court that, you know, getting buckets, getting all those block shots, you know, being a, a difference maker in the Blue Jay lineup. Yeah, I mean, I came all the way from Europe, obviously. So it's it was, you know, first year was obviously t- try and get back and, you know, get to know everything and everybody and try to get the used to the system that we had at Creighton. Um, and uh, it was just, it was just a, a relief, you know, um, putting all that hard work in and, and, you know, finally Justin's gone. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have my minutes now. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to be on the court. I, it was always my wish to, you know, be on a starting five too. So mm-hmm. I, I really look forward to that too. I always find it that it's like timing has so much to do with how good of how good a player is, how much he can really show. Uh, and like you just said, like that spot opened up for you and you're able to flourish. It was there for a point where you were just like, man, like this is not really working out the way that I thought. And I basically left home to come and do this. Yeah, uh, it's... I mean, it was basketball part was was pretty easy, you know. I knew I'm gonna figure it out either way because I loved basketball so much. It was, <clears throat> um, it was more like the language barrier that was kind of like, um, in between basketball and you know 
me like practices and stuff like that like coach mac would say one thing and i would understand it differently and right. you know obviously five minutes later i get yelled at for the same thing <laughs> and then it, after like five times i got yelled at at the end of the practice i go and ask the guys what did he say like yeah. this he said this and this and this <laughs> then the next practice, it was it was good the next practice. right yeah. how did it take a really long time for real for you to just get acclimated to you know some of the terminology i'm assuming yeah part of the language barrier yeah yeah for sure i mean in english you have a lot of phrases that don't make sense but you know when <laughs> not i mean Give me one. i want to me. hear one of them what did you hear that you were just like man this makes no sense to me <laughs> I can't put up with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, straight up. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. Like, I, I guess I kind of understand a little bit because I go through that playing in Europe too. But just thinking about it the other way, like a European coming to America, like that's just that's crazy. Yep. That's hilarious. Uh, that next year you played just as well, if not better, uh, your scoring went up, um, and people, again, like I said, the fans just really got a chance to see like your full package, but I have a question to ask you as a pro now, what are some of the things that you can do, uh, after a couple years of playing pro that you couldn't do back when you were in college? Uh, just, I guess just like. I'm doing pretty much the same thing there. The teams are using me to, you know, guard little guys and uh, switch on ball screens and mm-hmm. uh, shoot. I shoot threes just the same as at Creighton. Um, so, yeah, not much has changed. I like the way, like, I played at Creighton. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep keep it up like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, try to raise the percentage of three-pointers, uh, try to play smarter. Obviously, with more experience, you know, um, and then just, you know, stay on the court, stay healthy. And uh, yeah, that's it. What has been the biggest difference for you as a pro and as a collegiate athlete? What are some of the things that you notice that, you know, college does that the pros don't do or something that the pros do that college definitely never does? I mean, at Creighton, we pretty much had every possible resource, right? (laughs) You know, that. When you go play in Europe, you you don't have all the foam rollers and all the guns for massaging and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, just just the the part for like recovery, like, you know, we had this this pool where you can run in. uh, Ice is always available. Um, I mean, it's not that it's not there, but it's, it's just, you know, I guess. I got used to it too much in four years, you know, to expect everything when wherever I go. But yeah. um, it was pretty much, you know, pretty much the same, but in different different ways, you know. I remember my first practice in Romania. I forgot to bring my own towel to the gym, and I, I got oh. definitely ridiculed for that. I was just like, "What? You guys don't have a manager that's gonna get me a towel so I can shower?" Right. But no, you're right. It's like it's some of the things that you just grow so accustomed to that you know they try to make sure it's so easy for you in college when you get back to the pro game especially in Europe, it's like, they're looking at me all crazy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They kind of spoil us at Creighton. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> bit, right? As much as yes. we hate to admit it, I guess it is really right. true. 
obviously you're back in Omaha now. I mentioned at the top too that you're going to be my uh, teammate for TBT. It's one of the questions that we were asked actually from our TBT handle on Twitter. They said, we got to get some TBT talk in there. So how excited are yeah. you to kind of play with some of the alumni and, you know, get a chance to uh, play that college style of basketball once again? Man, that's a dream come true, man. With the guys that are on the wall in the championship center, who wouldn't <laughs> want to play with them? Man? <laughs> you guys are legends of Creighton. You guys make Creighton where it is. So it's like, uh, I, I can't wait to, you know, be a part of something, you know, that's connected mm -hmm. with Creighton. Like, obviously, we never played with each other, but I'm still excited to, you know, just share the court, share the, you know, the same passion of basketball that we have and can't wait to, to, represent Creighton it, it's so weird like you said like we've never played together but we both come basically from the same school of teaching which is like that coach Mac ideology of everybody share the ball yeah. equal opportunity offense so I'm very much looking forward to that too one of the guys I'm very looking uh, I'm very much looking forward to play with is Justin Carter Justin Carter is like a big brother to me he's been on the podcast before I played so many pickup games with him one-on-one -on -one and stuff like that but like this is actually going to be a real competitive environment. So I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, another question from Book the Woodfox on Twitter. He's asking you, what do you know about the current Euro Jays? How will they fit in this year? What advice do you have for them? Basically, since you had a similar leap uh, after the first part of your Korean career. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's two of them, right? The Lithuanian yeah. and Georgian. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of talked to them the other day when I uh, joined them at practice. Um, they are pretty much, you know, happy to be here. Uh, you know, I was I was just trying to tell them to, even though they both got hurt in a one-week span, they need to still, you know, do their school, do their mm -hmm. basketball stuff. But at the same time, you need to enjoy, you're 18 years old, you are 19 years old, whatever. Like, you have to enjoy every day that you get, you know, because there's no coming back. Um, you can always come back after injury or, or and all that, but mm -hmm. it's um, not every day is for granted. So they, I, I just kind of try to like tell them to, you know, be present, um, be respectful, be, you know, be accountable to, to the teammates because mm -hmm. that's sometimes that's not the case in Europe. You know, they, they come and go, but here you're going to stick with the same group for, with, with your group for four years so mm -hmm. you had a chance uh after that redshirt year to play a, a senior year your redshirt senior year but you chose to forego that and begin your pro career i'm always interested when guys choose to leave a little earlier than they have to you know what goes into that decision making process so for you to decide that what were you thinking about what were some of the decisions that were mauling in your head like okay should i stay should i go yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot of reasons why I left. I mean, and there there was a lot of reasons why I should stay too. Um, the thing was like I was already one year older than every normal other senior, so yeah, <laughs> you know, coming from Europe, that that kind of you know just puts you on the on the side. Um, but um, yeah, I was ready to graduate. I got my degree. I'm very thankful for Creighton, you know, to be part of my life and said thanks to them and looked for the opportunity. I had a good shot at, you know, 
summer league, like I, like you mentioned earlier, I went to like seven or eight workouts for the NBA teams, and that was just another dream come true for me. Um, so yeah, it was it was a hard decision, but at the same time, it was time to move forward, basically. Uh, you just mentioned some of the summer league workouts with uh, different teams. What was that experience like? What teams, you know, did you have a chance to work out for? Uh, do you remember some of the notable players that you worked out with? And, you know, how did that experience turn out for you? Yeah, that, there's a lot. I mean, I worked out, let's start from here. I worked out for Oklahoma, Pacers, Detroit, Clippers, Lakers, Utah. So those are those were the main teams I worked out for. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of guys that now are really, really good at, in the NBA also. Um, but... Um, the workouts were um, pretty much shooting one on one, two on two, three on three with like some kind of advantage. Um, yeah. And uh, they would like measure you and everything, you know, up and down. And so that was that was the most, you know, the slowest part of it. But like and then the workout was only like an hour, hour 15 altogether. So you have an hour to basically show them what you learned in your life about basketball and everything and they evaluate you yeah it's hard I mean sometimes it's just and you can have a bad day just like you can have a good day right so I have I had most of them were pretty pretty good but you know sometimes just the matchup you don't like or you know you came off the plane the night before and it's just harder, but some names would be um, Bowman, Carson Edwards. Um, I think it was the the dude from the UCLA. You know the, the the guy that had the chin down that his teammate corrected it. The meme. Uh, you know yeah, who I'm talking about? I don't. I think I is it Jackson he's, Hayes? Did he go to UCLA? No. No, 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 no. He's he's in OKC now, right now. But yeah whatever so he's like he was yeah I remembered him working mm-hmm. out with him so I don't know Jackson Hayes went to yeah. no I'm tripping you're right no I mean how stressful was it like you just said you literally have an hour to show him everything that you know show him all your skills show him your basketball IQ mm-hmm. how how stressful was it going into workouts like that because I know like especially with agents and stuff like that the way that my agent is if I'm messing up in one game he's on me about it like immediately so how stressful was it going into some of these workouts <laughs> I mean it was Creighton prepared me pretty well you know um just mm-hmm. give me the confidence and you know the the boost I needed um so I really went there you know relaxed you literally have nothing to lose and everything to gain so that's mm-hmm. not that hard but you still gotta you know perform and and show them what you can do. And um, it's, yeah, it was, it was a little stressful couple first workouts, but like when you get used to, you know, the role, you, you, you just roll with it. So. I definitely got to ask you this. What was your favorite place to play in the Big East that wasn't in Omaha? Marquette. Marquette. Yeah. And why is that? (laughs) Yeah. The last year I was there, we beat them. They were top 10. And we mm-hmm. beat them at their home. That's the was that that was I think that was my last year when they when Sam Hauser beat us at the uh, last yeah, second. At the that, that was in that Omaha. With, uh, 
Andrew Rowley, the point guard too, was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So then we went to Marquette and won against them that same same year. So that was mm-hmm. that was most enjoyable. And you know, Marquette has a big big arena using Milwaukee's arena, and um, yeah. Providence was always loud too, if you will. And Nova, uh, the, really, all the biggest places. <laughs> all of I mean, them. <laughs> It's you can't hear each other on six feet, man. Like mm-hmm. you got to get closer and, and tell what you want to tell because they're not gonna hear you. So pretty much, yeah, everywhere was was everywhere that was packed. You know, I didn't experience the COVID regulations and restrictions like these guys now. They be mm-hmm. yelling and they really don't have to. <laughs> so yeah, you can hear them on TVs too. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask you about this weird year that we just had as pros as well. We just went through a COVID year where in most places in Europe, they didn't allow fans at all. We were actually kind of blessed to be able to have a start and a finish of most of the seasons. Uh, how crazy of a year was it for you as a pro with all these different COVID restrictions that was, you know, enforced obviously to keep our safety, but also to allow all these games to happen? Yeah, I played in Poland. I played against Jeffrey Grozel in September. Big Jeff. Yep, yep. Um but the regulations were yeah it's it was different every week you know like just one time we can be using the gym the the next week you can't even you know go out of your room you know and they the yeah. testings all the time and stuff like that so it was it was just kind of annoying to you know experience that but i guess we all had to adapt just like other people that are not playing basketball so um it, it was part of our lives part of our careers and hopefully it's done now <laughs> couple more questions for you when you come back to the states this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask everybody who plays pro when you come back to the states what's your first meal that you couldn't have in europe oh i went for chipotle <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i think that might yeah. have been the first time that i heard chipotle everybody's been saying chick-fil-a Oh no, I I'm not a big yeah. Chick-fil-A fan. I'd rather go to Chipotle. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that was my first meal with two of my friends here. I landed mm-hmm. and we went straight to Chipotle. So nice. Uh your favorite place to play in Europe so far? Uh Andorra. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be Spain. I know you played at home, yeah, but yeah. it's gotta be Spain, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Spain. It was it was cool. My first actual pro game was against Real Madrid, and obviously we lost by a lot, but yeah. it was yeah. still good, good experience, you know. Just, and we played at Real Madrid, and the place was packed too, so yeah. it was a real good experience to you know kind of have the Euroleague um, type of environment having. Mm-hmm. That is the very first game. I mean, there's not much more that yeah. you can ask for for that. Your league environments are are absolutely awesome. And then last question for you. While you were at Crane, who was the assistant coach, would you say, that really helped you out the most in the development of your game? And give him a shout out right now, because I like to give flowers to everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, Coach Lutz, definitely. He recruited mm-hmm. me. He brought me there. Uh, he helped me for the first two or three years that he was there. And then Coach Huss, now, you know, he's really developed himself as a coach. And mm-hmm. really, he's, he's a really good person, too. So both of those, you know, coaches are have really, really helped me with my career at Creighton, um, you know, just to care about my well-being. And, you know, um, it was 
if it was a time to, you know, turn on somebody uh, about something, you know, it would be those two coaches and I would go to them and ask them if I didn't know anything. So good. Martin, thank you so much. I yes, appreciate thank you, you man. Into the J with me, man. We finally knocked it out. We've been waiting for this <laughs> for a long time. I appreciate you. I guess, I mean, we're going to work out together tomorrow morning. So any last words that you want to say to the Korean fans before we get out of here? Well, I didn't have a chance to, you know, be on uh, senior night and having all those that speeches that everyone had. Um, but I really, really, really wanted to thank everybody from the top to the bottom. I know those guys, I watch it every year. I listen to it every year. They have really, really good speeches. I don't know if I could get that through, but I'd probably either start shaking or crying, something. <laughs> but uh, I'm really, really thankful to, you know, everyone at Creighton, everyone in Omaha that, you know, is very supportive. And I really enjoyed my four years in, in Omaha. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Appreciate you, brother. We got another yes, chance thank to rep, you. Uh, Omaha and, and Creighton in a couple of weeks, I guess, already for the TBT. Yeah. So everybody make sure you look out for that. We have Josh Jones as our head coach. That's going to be certainly yeah. interesting and alumni of the podcast <laughs> and alumni of Creighton University as well. So thank you again, Martin. Appreciate yes, you. Thank you. Everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Field of 68 Media Network so when you can get podcasts and different information such as this from different various hosts representing their different alma maters. My name is Johannes Maniga. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Martin. And until next time, everybody stay safe and go Jays. Yes, sir.